This is the All Time Misfits Podcast. Time Misfit Podcast, where you have yours truly, little B at Brunelli Sports, Chris, aka Hater, Supercharged at 33, and we have a special guest with us this week, one of my longtime friends and second time coming on to the podcast, Corey Guest. Thank you for coming on with us, Corey. Hey, good to be back. Excited. So we got a we got a pretty good rundown for you this week. We have a uh, talking about the Padres. No, no, the we're going to talk some Bears football because uh, unfortunately, my best friend is a Bears fan and he just doesn't know what. Okay. Doesn't know what a good team is. We're gonna talk oh. about some. Uh, we're gonna talk about some uh, buy and sell. What's that? Yeah, I wish you were. I, I wish you were wrong about that, but you know, I, I'm yeah, sorry. My I know something is. about bad teams. Okay. I think we all know a little something about bad teams, but that's a different story for a different day. But let's go ahead and get into it, and let's go ahead and let uh. Chris, get all excited here, and let's go ahead and talk about the San Diego Padres. First time ever with a local boy throwing a no-no. What you got there, Chris? Not boy. Not boy throwing a no-no. You know what? And the funny part was, I was thinking his phone's out, and he was really felt. I'm like, oh, man. I don't feel good. He didn't have any And I'm like, Okay, so we get to like the seventh inning, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. Okay, somebody's gonna drop the ball, somebody's gonna fuck this up. And that's how it always goes. 8,258. 53 years of the party, never waited for no hitter. <laughs> by the way, we've had a lot of posts in my lifetime. I've seen four no-nos past the seventh inning and they get no uh it's no the muscle brown ball or anything. The impossible dream has happened. Now only when the world finished. My other point, it's time to retire the number forty four. <laughs> No, who won the no who was the number one four four no month though? Five young winner. Try to say that Musgrove's gonna win a Cy Young this year? No. Um, yeah, speaking of no-nos, I mean, that is amazing for Joe Musgrove's, for the Padres and everybody who is a Padres fan. I mean, I can remember the last time the Braves were even close to a no-no, and I was watching the game at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Morgantown with one of my other best friends, Matt, and it was Shelby Miller. I don't remember if you remember Shelby Miller. Shelby Miller's this hot prospect, oh, but not even a prospect. Shelby, We traded Shelby Miller for Dansby Swanson, <laughs> number one pick overall in the draft after the season game with the Braves. I, I believe it was the Miami Marlins. It is the ninth inning. Two outs. We had a no-no. And it got hit a hit on the ninth. Oh, did, the, the did one Sean out. Newcomb? Sean Newcomb had a no hit no. too. No, Sean Newcomb's never thrown a no-no. No, he had he uh, had one. Hey, let me ask you this. 
did you have other uh what team were they playing? The Marlins, I believe, if I remember correctly. Were there Marlin fans in the uh, at the bar? No, thank God. It's in Morgantown, no, West Virginia. If I found if I found Marlin fans up there, I would be Marlin fans in Morgantown. That would be something. <laughs> well, crazier stuff's happened. I mean, my first weekend in Seattle when I got stationed there. Uh, I'm a White Sox fan. Uh, my buddy says, "Hey, White Sox are in town. I got us some tickets. Welcome to Seattle." I'm like, cool. So we go up there. It's a hell of a day. About uh, sixth inning, I'm pretty drunk. Um, get pretty close to fighting with this Mariners fan. Like, just standard. We're, we're standing in the in the beer section, kind of nudging each other. He sees my jersey, I see his. Just you know that general animosity. But uh, Phil Humboldt made history that day. Threw a perfect game, and somewhere around, and this is why I asked that question. Somewhere around the seventh inning, me and this guy went from almost literally fist fighting each other to him telling me. Hey man, I really want to see him. I really want to see him hit this perfect or throw this perfect game. Like that's what's crazy about sports. One second you can go from almost trying to fight somebody to the magic of the sport takes hold of the whole stadium and everybody wants to see this, no matter if it's against them or what. Like it's a no no, a perfect game. Like you just don't see that every day. Yeah. You're right. I mean it, it was the Mar it was the Marlins. It was at Marlins Park and it was a pitch hitter that came in jason Bourne, with this, <laughs> it was a single to break up the jason pitch. Bourne. jason Bourne, a solid nasal and, and, and could you have jason Bourne in a better position than your pinch hitter exactly no no <laughs> i just i, I remember that because <laughs> me and matt walked out of the bar we we sat there we were done we stopped drinking we were just sitting there watching the game and when as soon as we saw the like just the perfect contact, he stood up and walked. We already knew what happened. We were pissed that it was like I never got to watch a, per, a perfect game. I've never watched a full game of a perfect game or a full game of a no-no. That was the, one of the first times. I'll just always remember that sitting in the bar at Buffalo Wild Wings watching the game and then just remember like, damn it, and just walk outside the bar because we lost. We won the game, obviously, but it's still, you know, you lose the no-no. And you just get By pissed. the way, Sean Newton almost no hit. Why? What hey. inning? How far? He had one out. Well, hey, hey, let's uh. Are we forgetting that Carlos he had one out? But no. Are we are, are we forgetting Carlos Rodon just threw a, a no no three days ago? White Sox hey. uh, pitcher. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no, we didn't the White Sox from the set, dude. But they just had one last <laughs> no. year. <laughs> You're right. It is. It is our 20th in our in our team's history. So it's. I mean, where it's rare, it's it's not as special as that. But how about no, how about San Diego's first hit. San Diego's first no no comes from a San Diego native. Musgrave's yeah, a, he's the, a local boy, isn't he? Yes. He is. No, Carlos Rodon though. Talk about Absolutely. That's what's beautiful about that. And good on the White Sox for holding on to him for as long as they did, because I think a lot of clubs would have. You know, would have cut him after the injury or got rid of them as soon as they could. They held on to him. They believed in him, and he's he's rewarding them. It's yeah, uh, it's good to be a White Sox fan again. Yeah, they're having a, they're gonna have a pretty good season, I think, this year. But uh, let's go ahead and move it on to another Chicago team, and let's go ahead and talk some Chicago Bears football there, Corey. And let's talk about uh, their amazing off. Let's go ahead and talk about their amazing off season that they've done so far. And let's oh, let's yeah, go ahead and let's. Let's, yeah, QB1, Andy Dalton. 
How about some Ray Rocket up in Chicago, baby? And Let now, me get but, that. But there was one of the like that's so hard to film that. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, I'll I'll tell you what is a as a, a diehard bear fan my entire life, and I speak for any bear fan out here. Not, none of us bought that. We settled so hard. And I'm saying this with all the respect in the world to Andy Dalton. I like the guy. I think he's a good quarterback. I, I, I liked him when he was with Dallas. I really liked him with, uh, with the Bengals. I think he can win you some games. He, hell, with the right team around him, a stellar defense, you might even be able to win him. Uh, or he might even be able to win you a Super Bowl. Kind of hard to do that, though, when <laughs> no. you start cutting players to sign this guy who is, I don't know, barely a top 15 quarterback in the league anymore. If he ever was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm hurting, man. So, uh, I, I I could aimlessly ramble here, but I'll I'll go ahead and let you uh, lead and uh, give this give this topic a little direction. Um, so, I right. ask away though. Let me just okay. I, I I would be a horrible host if I not bring up this situation that was all around Twitter and all around the football and the Chicago Bears and Russell Wilson and the trade that they offered the Seattle Seahawks. So I had to like, what was a Bears fan and what was Bear fans nation thinking and hoping for during that whole Russell Wilson debate, fiasco, whatever you want to call it, what was going on with the Bears and what do you like, like how heartbroken when it didn't happen? I mean, I can't, I still can't measure the heartbreak. Um, we're one of two teams without a 4,000 yard passer since the 16 game uh, schedule came out. Um, we share that with the Jets, thankfully. Somebody else is sucking sucking that uh sucking that egg with us. But uh but no, it's uh this is one of the few times I can say good on Ryan Pace. Um he offered he offered the house and honestly, when it comes to getting a a legit established franchise quarterback, I was ready to sell it. Even if that meant Khalil Mack. Possibly Roquan Smith. I know they wanted two defensive starters, so I was I was the, fully the expecting rumors, to possibly lose. The rumors were Akeem Hicks and uh, Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you know, again, um, I, I would have been fine with that. I I would have been fine with losing Kyle Fuller, who was a stellar, stellar cornerback. Just been you know a homegrown guy. We drafted that. We made that. We did that. Until but the time he dropped we the got, Aaron Rodgers interception that could have won the game that led to a Randall Cobb touchdown that won the game. Yeah, he was still young. We're not talking about that. We're uh, <laughs> we're, we're living in the present, Matthew. Hey, hey, Jesus. Happening, I had to, I had to. Bring <laughs> but but no, I mean that's that's what hurts even worse. Yeah. Thank you. But we can thank so, Caleb yeah. Handy. Um. No. Yeah. It. it it sucks, man. It sucks. Uh, I, I I was willing to lose, you know, a once in a once in a generation defensive player in Khalil Mack. If, if if that was the case, I was willing to lose Akeem Hicks, Kyle Fuller. If it meant getting Russell Wilson, are you kidding me? Yeah, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, bring that in. Bring us something established. Bring us something we know is going to look. I'm tired of signing the same guy every year with a different last name. All right, we've made the same play. Mike Glennon, Andy Dalton. Traded up for Mitch Trubisky. Like we're 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 doing the same thing year in year out. We're just putting a different seasoning on it. And you know what? It still sucks at the end of the day. It still tastes like shit. 
Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I have to agree. I mean, as a Packer fan, I love it. But as a NFC North lover of the division, I hate seeing, you know, teams, you know, struggle and see the same things over again. I mean, Ryan Pace is not a good GM. Matt Nagy is nope. not a great head coach. Keeping nope. both of them another year and nothing's going to change. You Like you said, you already seen this offseason. They did. They did. I mean, yeah, the only thing he really tried to do this whole offseason was to get Russell Wilson. He w- he put all of his eggs in the one basket of Russell Wilson. It failed. And he, he did not get. And but, you know, while we're talking about the coach and the GM, we, we, we have ownership that time and time and time again, since I was born, I'm going on 33 years now with the same ownership, same leadership, who does nothing to step in and check these coaches, check these staffs when they're making terrible decisions like this. How many other teams put their GM or their head coach on probation? How many How many of them pull responsibility when, hey, things are looking pretty fucking stinky right now? Uh, same shit, different week. Uh, let's try something else. You're not going to do it. We're going to make you do it. We don't get that. Yeah. We don't get not that. Giving, the McCaskies not, are the worst. Not giving Allen Robinson a contract extension is probably the Ludicrous. biggest failure is probably the biggest failure behind Russell Wilson. Just to give him a contract, uh, give him a a franchise tag for two years straight, him not getting paid. I mean, he's getting overpaid this year because it's the second year in a row of getting the franchise tag. He's almost $20 million, which, of course, he's not going to golf at because that's a lot of money. But still, this man should have got a long-term contract. Do I feel bad for this man? Well, sure. Kind of. Kind of not because he's the idiot who chose Mitch Trubisky in Chicago over Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he had the two p- destinations to go to, and he really didn't want to be—he didn't want to be a second fiddle. That's what it came down to. He did not want to be behind Devonte Adams as a second fiddle. He wanted to be the one. No, I don't. You also got to look at—you also got to look at Chicago's uh, receiver history. Like he easily could have, can still, you know, if if <laughs> if we write this wrong, um, he can easily be Chicago's all-time leading receiver. Oh, very much so. All right, I got a to do. On his signing day. All right, what you got there, Chris? The Chicago Bears have started more than one quarterback 20 times since We're second, second only to the Browns. I mean, that, yeah, that's, no, that's bad. That, that's terrible. And Ryan Paces, you're being your GM for what, seven years? Six years? It's been a while. Was Kevin White? Oh, so yeah, there we go. That's Kevin White, who's somehow still magically kind of hanging down in the league as like a tenth receiver on every team. I mean, but at that time, everybody thought Kevin White was going to be something. I mean, that's not everybody. I I wish nothing for the best. Nothing but nothing but the best for Kevin. Yeah, I really thought Kevin White was a slam dunk. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I was high on Kevin. We were I, all three of us. Sounds like we were all high on Kevin White when he came out. I was mad when the uh, Chicago Bears got him. He was an. I was like, God damn it, that's just another guy going to go onto the Bears receiving. You know, I, I thought he was the next one that Bill. Yeah, he he. Yeah. I thought was yeah. But I mean, so my question is, and the we'll just kind of bring it around to our next subject as well, because I think this kid has a lot left in him, and I think he's been failed for the last two years behind a horrible head coach in New York. And some people want to say that the 
Carolina Panthers traded way too much for Sam Darnold. I'm sorry, but if I'm the Chicago Bears, why are you not on the phone with the New York Jets? You don't have to give up a first-round draft pick for a quarterback who's only 24 years old and has been around a horrible head coach for the last two years and has never had an offensive line or the weapons or the defense, really? I mean, would you not rather have Sam Darnold on your team right now? So it's not about what I would rather have because I'm a Bears fan. We don't get what we want. What we have here is a coach and a I mean, they whiffed on Russell Wilson, so they have to go out for the next surefire quarterback that can win them some games. Sam Darnold, that still might be a development project. I think the guy has a lot of a lot of potential still. I mean, I can tell you, having Adam Gase as my offensive coordinator for two years, that's not an easy thing to do for a fucking quarterback. I, I, I give the kid all the credit in the world for still even – I mean, the fact that they got a second-round pick for him after his performance the last two years, it's it, – it's a little surprising, actually, and I don't. None of that's Sam Darnold's fault. That's Adam Gase. That's all. Well, that's well, not. Uh, yeah, it's exactly. Exactly. They. It's not that much that? for Sam. It was a second round pick for next year, not even this year's draft. So it's not like you're giving out a lot. And Sam Darnold is only 24. The sixth quarter, the likely sixth quarterback. Or seven not Madden. You're not Madden. You you develop not half how. Like I said, I think if this was Nagy's first or second year and he was acquiring Sam Darnold like that, I mean, you got you got to remember, he didn't – he and I don't know if that's going to do us any good or not because he's still a terrible play caller, uh, at least since he's become a head coach. But, I mean, so, he doesn't have time. He, My, he, him and Ryan Pace, they have to win now. I, I don't see either one of them making it past week six if we if, if, if we don't have a winning team. My thing with the Bears is there's no way as the Bears owner I'm letting them go into this draft and go and get another quarterback because all you're going to do now is set that quarterback year back at least a year or two. Because if you allow the Chicago Bears now, who's at pick 20, in the upcoming draft, which is the next week, in a week and a half now, you're allowing them to waste future and this year's pick to come get a quarterback that is going to be only probably under Nagy and Pace for a year or six games. Why not? I, I hate when teams do this. If you are going to go all in on a new quarterback, let's say in the draft, because there's the rumors that the Bears will fly up and come get one of these five quarterbacks. Why are you keeping a failed office around a failed front office and coaching staff why not start fresh go get a new gm if it's next year you i mean this is a really good year i'll tell you why right now bad ownership 100 you're right so but speaking of the sam darnold sam darnold's only 24 what i was going to get back to is there's a quarterback that could go in the second or third round by the name of kyle trask out of florida who a lot of like people like who is also 24 so you're still getting a very young quarterback in Sam Darnold. And I'm sorry. I'm taking Sam Darnold over Andy Dalton right at this point because I think it, Sam Darnold has a lot to offer. And if you're going to give him a Cole Komet and an Allen Robinson and a Jimmy Graham and Montgomery. whatever second, a 
David Montgomery, a way better offense that he's ever had, I think Sam Darnold can actually do really well. But one thing we know is that Matt Nagy cannot play call or call to the t- talent he has because he never used Mitch Trubisky correct. No, no. And- Mitch Trubisky Trubisky should have always been a rollout quarterback and been able to have the option to throw the ball or to run with his legs. But they always kept him in the pocket to make him a quarterback he was not meant to be. Why are you playing up with a guy like that and not using the way that he's supposed to use? Bad coaching. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, and that's my point. I, I feel bad for Chicago fans because if the Bears do come flying up the board for one of these quarterbacks, it's going to be a first this year, a first next year, and some more picks in probably this year's draft when they have a lot of needs. They need another weapon. They need some a lot of offensive line help. They need a tackle. They need an inside line. I mean, they need, they need a new corner. Corner. They need a new corner. I mean, they they're needs, they're, they have a lot of needs. And they're gonna, and I'm afraid this ownership, this ownership and this coaching staff is going to give it all up again for a quarterback that is not ready because the quarterback they're going to get is a development quarterback. If it's Justin Fields, if it's Trey Lance, if it's Mac Jones, it's a development quarterback. It is not a win now attitude with this organization with a rookie quarterback coming in. Hey, bud. No, with that being said, who does Horn want? In the draft. Thank you. That was going to be my next. Who are you looking for in the draft? What position? You might not know the players like we do. So, what are you hoping? For? I don't. And it, it's it's you know, uh, got some things going on. I haven't been keeping up with college as much as uh, I generally like to. But I need some O line in the first round. That's what I need. I'm looking for somebody to help shore up the fucking space. Bobby been gapingly leaving open for the past couple of years. I need some help on the line. Otherwise, it doesn't matter what quarterback I have back there. Guy can't stand up. doesn't matter. After that, I need a corner because we foolishly cut Kyle Fuller for cap space because we signed Andy Dalton to a $10 million one-year deal. deal. We could have just kept Mitch for 2.5. I mean, what did he sign for Buffalo? For 2.5? Oh, yes. my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'd have a dual-threat quarterback still. I don't have that. I got the Red Ginger. Excuse me, the Red Rocket. Red, red Rocket. Rifle. Red Rocket, Red Rifle, Red red Crap, whatever. Red Bomb. Yeah. Uh, QB1, baby. QB1. Yeah. I mean, that's my – I am, I think offensive line is your, one of your biggest – Got to be a line. I mean, but it could oh. be corner. That's that, – there's, there's, that's, what, see, that's, what, that's what I hope happens. What I'm 100% sure will happen is we're going to move up to the fourth overall pick and we're going to draft a quarterback only to get oh. our coach and GM fired this year. The, all right, and so, the wrong uh, okay, hold on. Okay, the, I think the last time a jump of that magnitude happened was when the Atlanta Falcons traded up for the Cleveland Browns and they drafted Julio Jones. That was one of the biggest jumps in NFL history for a, a player. Yeah, we were willing, say that was it. We were, and you know what? We were Julio willing to give up. Uh, 
Absolutely. So it, I mean, it was one of the, a wasted career there in Atlanta, but. Oh yeah, no, no. They sent, they sent, they sent five picks to Cleveland to move up from twenty-seven to six. So kind of, it's a twenty-one drop. You're doing from sixteen to four, so sixteen. So it's yeah, it's it's close. It's one of the closest ones. So you're talking about five draft picks here that you would probably have to be looking at, and it's definitely this year's first. I got to be first round picks over the next couple years. So I. Oh, by the way. I fully, like I said, this is what I want. I want us to draft O line, quarterback. What I expect to happen is us to move up for a quarterback. I, I honestly, you know what's going to be the perfect pick for you guys? And it's not O line. It's drafting Greg Newsom, cornerback out of Northwestern, keeping the kid. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm okay with that. Newsom is a monster. He is a shot. He's a shutdown. He could be this year's Jari Alexander. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. What was that? My boy. Yeah. CB1 on the outside, 33. My rookie last year, Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson. Yeah, Jalen Johnson is good, and you could use oh, another guy like But let's go yep. ahead and just yep. – uh, Hold on, one more stat about the Jets here. The Jets are not. Oh, we're talking about Sam Donald. We're talking about one of that here. 13 years the Jets have started more than one quarterback. Well, yeah, Sam Darnold was had the, you know, the, what is it, the kissing disease. And mono. He had this, the mono. Mono. There it is. <laughs> good good but, uh, for him. But speaking of Sam Darnold, <laughs> I I think this is a win-win trade for Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers and New York Jets. The New York Jets uh, organization obviously did not believe in Sam Darnold anymore. Um, they fell in love, it sounds like, with Zach Wilson, the BYU quarterback with the second pick overall. I really thought the Jets should have traded out of two and tried to build around Sam Darnold because I still think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback for this the NFL. But – they traded him away for a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick this year, and some other moving pieces in there. But those are the big pieces in this trade. So I think this is a win-win. I really think the Carolina Panthers could finally have a quarterback, franchise quarterback. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I have been saying it for years, Teddy Bridgewater is not a franchise quarterback friend and was never really a franchise quarterback. He is what he is. He is what, what he is. He's an accurate quarterback because the dude never throws it past 10 yards. You can be accurate yeah, when you don't go – yeah, uh, no, what man? I, Pat Hennington. Yeah, I I disagree. But what do you got? I think Teddy could have been a franchise quarterback pre-injury. Yeah, no, he Uh, I mean pre-injury, his best year. Hold on, while I pulled up. When he had North Carolina, he was really good. With I, I like Teddy coming out. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be anything about this, you know, but. Teddy Bridgewater. Well, I wanted to trade for Teddy last year. His best, his best year was his second year in Minnesota before the injury. He only threw for 3,200 yards, 14 touchdowns with nine interceptions, and he played 16 games. He's not a great quarterback. I mean, he, yeah. But yeah, I, I was just about to ask, like, what? what, what no, it does matter, 100%. What were his weapons? Yeah, Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph. Who else? They didn't have. They didn't have, they didn't, they didn't have uh, Jared, Jared McKinnon out of the backfield, but I mean that's 
I like Jerry McKinnon a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They had Stephon Diggs. They had Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. They had Mike Mike Wallace, Adrian Peterson. Mike Wallace. <laughs> Mike Wall. He was. That was the year they paid he him. Not, he was not that good though. Do, he was he paid was to be good. good. He was paid to be. Plenty. Yeah, he was. But those are the those are the two starters. I'm trying to pull up the whole roster here. I'm on. Stephon Diggs was not the Stephon Diggs we know now back then. That was just rookie year. So. Yeah. All right. So Stephon Diggs, Charles Johnson, Cordell Patterson, Adam Thielen, Mike Wallace, and Jarius Wright, and then yeah, Kyle Rudolph. I mean, th- those are definitely not the greatest weapons, but those are decent nope. weapons. But now, it does not matter. A great quarterback would have made them decent. He never made them even good. The reason these guys came out to be better weapons is because they did not have Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback anymore because Teddy Bridgewater cannot get the ball deep. All those wide receivers we just named were deep weapon wide receivers. They could never become anything because the damn quarterback can't and throw the ball. Thielen is not a deep weapon wide receiver. Who? Mike Wallace was. Stephon Diggs was. Kyle Rudolph. Yes. But he's a decent weapon. He was paid. Those guys were played. Did you say he's a bum? He did say he was a bum. Oh my God, he's smoking crack. He's smoking that good Missouri crack. Yeah, but Kyle Rudolph. My, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. Let's just look. Kyle at Rudolph him. was a monster. Forty-eight touchdowns as a tight end. Four thousand yards, four hundred receptions, four fifty. Hey, that's that's okay. That for a tight end, that's really good. For a tight end, forty-eight look here, touchdowns. Boy, you didn't play him twice a year, okay? Kyle Rudolph was a beast. Um, uh, and Kyle Rudolph was held back with a lot of crappy quarterback play. <laughs> so big facts. So hey, Gus Teddy Bridgewater is never a franchise quarterback. He's he is what he is. He is the door gap quarterback. He will always be the the gatekeeper for the team that's going to bring in a new quarterback. That that's a great career. There's nothing wrong with it. Ryan Fitzpatrick's making a career out of it. Hey, Jeff Garcia. Man. I mean, there's Tyrod Taylor. Guys have made careers to be the gatekeepers. There's nothing wrong with it, but that is what he is. To pay him to be more than that or expect him to be more than that is your fault. Because I had a lot of arguments on Twitter when he was the backup, the New Orleans, and saying, I would throw all the money at Teddy Bridgewater to be my franchise quarterback because he's still young and this and this. I'm like, you go right ahead. You're going to be a failed franchise. Teddy well, Bridgewater. Yeah. Tom he's not really good, but. Yeah, he did. But well, no, if you're New Orleans, you're just going to throw 140 million at a. You don't even know what he is: quarterback, a receiver, wide receiver, running back, tight end, whatever you want him to be. And and an ex-Packer, if you don't believe that, the Packers let him go. Yeah, you don't about that, huh? It doesn't matter because Mike McCarthy would have never used Bears cut Raheem Mostert, and then he goes on to win a Super Bowl with the. He never won a Super Bowl. He didn't win one. They lost Play that one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Played in the Super Bowl. He should have won. Kyle Shanahan blew another lead. But uh, speaking of Kyle Shanahan, let's go ahead and move. Talk about Kyle Shanahan, and let's talk about those Niners. What a transition that was! Right? Okay. It's like we've been doing this for a while. 
<laughs> but the Niners jumped from 12 to number three, and it sounds like they want a quarterback. I mean, you don't make that jump unless you're wanting a quarterback. A lot of the rumors is it's not Justin Fields that is now coming out and having a great pro day. It's that it's Trey Lance or Mac Jones from Alabama. And if you don't know who Trey Lance is, he is a North Dakota State coming out of that high D1 school where Carson Wentz played college ball as well, if you all don't know that. No, they only run no that 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 Yes, they are they are yeah. dominant they are a dominant football program at but they are the thing that happened from the nineteen. Yeah, but Trey Lance is like the Packers Jordan level last year. He is not ready to start this year. He has all the potential to be great, but he needs to sit like Patrick Mahomes did. He needs a year. Hold on here. Hold on here. Play Lance. Jordan Love. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm comparing to him not as a talent into what the kind of quarterback they are. I am comparing them to that they are neither one of them are ready to start their rookie right, year. Right, right. That but is no, what the But also, they are a lot of the same. They have strong arms and they run the ball. That's Jordan Love and Trey Lance. They are pretty. They are a lot of the same. And they're both tall, lanky bastards. What do you got, Corey? So here is, if we're talking about wants, what do I want as a Bears fan? 49ers are willing to give up Jimmy Garoppolo for a first-round pick. Let's bite that bullet. Let's get Jimmy back to Illinois, baby. Let's go. Oh, no. I don't like Jimmy. They want to move on? We're trying to move on, too. Jimmy is not worth the 20th pick overall, brother. Maybe no, next twenty not. next look, year's twenty twenty one twenty twenty two. No, maybe next year's Jimmy Garoppolo. And look, I'm not. I'm still not getting my four thousand yard passer with Jimmy Garoppolo for sure. Nope. But I'm getting a guy who's winning games. He's the Tim Tebow of quarterbacks. Me. All right, he wins <laughs> games. Jimmy G knows how to win somehow. You're Jimmy. right. You're, you're right. And the Carolina Panthers wanted a quarterback that could win games and make. Why did it not go for Jimmy Garoppolo? Because they lost like seven games last year by less than one score. And they just said they had a quarterback that could make the plays to win the game. Jimmy Garoppolo could have been that guy. And they sat there and said Sam Darnold, which I have no problem with because I already I just hyped up Sam. But it sounds like they are going for the quarterback. It's either Mac Jones or Trey Lance. I would not be shocked, though. If it is Justin Fields, I'm not sold on Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is the most guaranteed bust quarterback in this draft. It's not because he's black. It's not Justin. because he's from, it's not because he's from Ohio State, even though that plays a big factor. Because name me the last damn Ohio State quarterback that's ever done anything in the NFL. Craig Kinzel. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to Troy Smith. I mean, is that what we got a name for Ohio State quarterbacks to actually do something in the NFL? That might be the last <laughs> nearly relevant one. Yeah. So I, tr- Justin Fields has the arm, but he he fails massively. Yet one game, whoop-de-doo, bringing out the Clemson game and talk that he beat Trevor Lawrence uh, uno to uno. He did. But that's the only time ever in the big spotlight that Justin Fields has actually performed. He chokes when the lights come on. And it shows. Justin Fields is is who I'm afraid we're gonna we're gonna jump up to grab. 
I mean, he's getting no, he's not. He can move, unlike Andy. Justin Fields. No, 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 I'm saying in Dalton when the lights turn on. Oh yes, yes, yes. Andy Dalton shits the bed on the big game. Matt, I've talked. Go ahead. I've talked to you about this uh, before a couple times. Somebody who I wouldn't mind us drafting, not in the first, second. I'd prefer it in the third, fourth if he's still there. The kid out of A&M. Kellen Kel- Mons? Kellen Mons. Mons. Mond. M-O-N-D. I, I, got no, I got no problem with that. That'd be a nice developmental quarterback. That's, I mean, that's our next Kyle Orton. You know what I mean? Well, we don't have time. So, speaking of this, because I, 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 I saw it on – uh, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay's podcast, the, for, uh, the the draft podcast. And it's really funny because it's trends about the quarterback position. So in the first round, it's usually 4.7 quarterbacks taken. So around five quarterbacks are taken in the first round. How many quarterbacks do you think are taken in the second and third round? On average, like every year in the draft. Wait, what was the average for the uh, – is it 4.5? 4. 4. 4. 4. 4. 4.7, yeah. So five five quarterbacks usually in the first round. And the third round? Yeah, what do you think the average is? I would say about eight. Eight, what, no, eight quarterbacks? Yeah, in both rounds. Do you think seven quarterbacks get taken in, in the, the second seventh? round? Total. No, I'm talk- in, both, in both rounds. Total, no. right? No, I'm just – all right, first round, five, 4.7 quarterbacks get taken. Right. Then in the, now average, yeah. right. so the average quarterback taken in For the, the second, second round is point seven, less but, than one. Oh, damn it! I didn't get to go. I was gonna say I'm, I'm going lower, because yeah. you know I'm, I'm trying to think about the last well, like no, no, couple no. second round quarterbacks. Like they're they're even kind of hard to name. Uh, Andy Dalton, Jalen Hurts, Dalton was a second rounder. Nick Foles. Dak, Dak, Dak was a third rounder. Nick Foles was the second round, was he? Dak was like fourth or fifth, dude. He was like Dak was not a, Nick Foles. Kevin Cole. No, no, I said Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Ke- Kevin Cole. Kaepernick's a good one, yeah. But that's my so only Russell so Wilson. Russell Wilson was a later round quarterback. Third oh, rounder. Man. Yeah. Oh, so. Man. So the second, so the second, less than one quarterback. The third, less than one quarterback. But when you get in the fourth, fifth, and sixth, that's when it starts getting back up to multiple quarterbacks. So there's going to be these five quarterbacks taken in the first, and then there's might be one quarterback taken in the next two rounds, maybe two. So everybody talks about David Sills from Stanford, Kellen Mond from Texas A&M, Kyle Trask from Florida being the next guy. It sounds like these guys. Yeah, so we it's going to be curious on who falls and where, but there is a chance with what you're saying you could sneak Kellen Mond in the third or fourth round. Yeah. But I really think – what do you think, Chris? Because Corey won't really know. What do you think the San Francisco 49ers are going to do with the third pick? Who do you think it is? Why would you think Matt Brown essentially the same that? I think Trey, I, to me, in the uh, bus probability, it's Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Right. 
as but one and one. You can have play down for the season. You could slap Matt Jones in the start of the right away. Yeah, you Trey Lance. I mean, Trey Lance would be the perfect example where you can have him sit behind Jimmy for a year and then move on from Jimmy after his next year, like you did with Kansas City, Alex Smith, and Patrick Mahomes. You could trade him, exactly. get some, and then trade right. him back to New England. San Francisco's already. San Francisco's already finessed one team out of a uh, multiple draft picks. You know, the Chicago Bears moving up from third to second to draft uh, Mitch there. So uh, let's not put it past uh, John. Let's do the same thing to old Ryan Pace there. All but right? don't worry. It's not like they're they, uh, Solomon, Tom, Solomon Thomas never became anything either. The guy they selected. No, <laughs> yeah. But well, they could be using this. They they could be using this as uh as trade bait still. I mean, think how much can you get for the third overall pick? I know they exactly. traded a a boatload to get up to it, but you could have a desperate team trying to make a push for a quarterback that'll give them what they lost and then some. Yeah, and that's it's gonna be curious because there's still gonna be that fourth quarter. Everybody's gonna overpay for these quarterbacks. So does the Atlanta Falcons stay sit at four and take a, the tight end Kyle Pitts out of Florida or? or Take a quarterback themselves. Could they could they could sit there and take their future quarterback and say, "All right, Matt Ryan, you're you're we're putting you on the clock." Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting. So the first round is gonna be very exciting. But let's go ahead and move on to some more sports news. And I'm just really super excited because I get to bash on this player a little bit more, like I've already been doing on Twitter. But uh, <laughs> Javon Clowney signs another contract and fleeces another team out of ten million dollars. And the Cleveland Browns signed Javion Clowney to a one-year, $10 million deal. This man. God bless that man and his agent. This man has been in the league for seven years, drafted as this highly touted elite pass rusher that's going to get to the quarterback 10-plus times a year. The dude has never had a single season of double-digit sacks. And the dude has only 33 sacks in seven years. That averages 4.5 sacks a season to be this highly touted pass rushing get to the quarterback. And he had J.J. Watt in Houston, so he was not getting double teamed. He was in and Seattle. And he had Whitney. Marcellus Wiley. Right. No, it was Whitney Merciless. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So he, in Houston, most of his career had the talent to get to the quarterback. He wasn't being double teamed. Wasn't getting there. Yes, was his best years at nine sacks in Houston? Yes. But he still could never get to that ten sacks. And then Seattle trades and gives up an amazing left tackle for Javion Clowney. It don't get anything out of him. Tries to resign him. He runs off and goes to Tennessee. Doesn't get shit done in Tennessee. Not as Jamal Adams, a safety. A safety has 24 sacks in five years. Okay. Wait, hold on. Did, 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 did they play for Seattle uh, at the same time? Yes. Uh, no, they didn't. No, no, they did not. J- Jamal Adams came. Oh, this okay. Year. Yeah. Damn. I was about to say, no, who had more sacks that year? 
Zadarius <laughs> Smith has been with the Green Bay Packers for two years and has 27 sacks. Lightweight. Cloudy is a joke. Stop paying the man. This is ridiculous. As Corey said, congrats on him and his agent for screwing another team because Clowney, it has Miles Garrett on the other side of him and is still not going to get six sacks. What you, you got? Know what? <laughs> hey, baby. Speaking of agents, show me the money. All right. Straight cash, homie. This guy is amazing. And I'm not mad at Jadavian. Good for him. Boy, get your bag. Get set up for life. Don't have to worry. Hey, hey, he, he's taking a higher route than Albert Hainsworth, okay? He's getting the same amount of money for a little bit more service, all right? But that being said, this boy is still living off one college play. One. One college play has secured this man a fat contract. One ball game. One ball he's game. He's a very line. pedestrian, middle-of-the-pack edge rusher. I mean, like the fact that you have less than less less than forty sacks with JJ Watt on the other side of you for your first five years in the league, get the hell out of here. I feel like I could have ten sacks a year with JJ Watt on the other side. And this is JJ Watt playing back to back to back fucking you know defensive player of the year. This is not JJ Watt of now. This is MVP fucking JJ Watt we're talking about. And Clowning JJ Watt. One hundred percent. This is nothing and personal. And that Barlin as well, too. Let's not forget about that. Barlin Barwin was actually a legit guy. Yeah, and you can't sleep on Barwin. I always loved Barwin. I always wanted the Packers to get Barwin because he was such a good guy. He was great. That Barwin, that Watt, and that Moseley. And how the fuck did Clown not get in that? Because they're all doing it for him because he can't get there. Exactly. Hey, I, I know it's not on the agenda, but I, I want to give a quick shout out to the Arizona Cardinals and uh, their hell of an offseason. Like, those guys made some moves. Dude, yeah, they Arizona Cardinals, my, my oh, team. Man, man. They're, AJ Green got himself I, a quarterback. Yes. Fuck, yes. I wanted AJ so bad at Green Bay. The Packers were talking <laughs> to AJ. And so I was like, yes, we're going to get a quarterback. <laughs> This is another reason I'm giving a huge shout out to Arizona. AJ Green did not go to the Packers. Fuck. Or JJ Watt. <laughs> or JJ Watt. And there's no or way JJ, I'm paying. That was close too. I love JJ, but I am not paying what the Cardinals paid for JJ. I'm sorry. He is not $18 million anymore. Also, no one he is the OJ of his position. Just made one goddamn hit and do the best life of the game somehow. Yeah. I mean, this is not personal I, against Clowney. Was, this is just Clowney's what oh, he is. Oh, 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 it's the one play. Like you said, the one play is completely solidified his career in the NFL. That was nine, eight years ago. No, yeah. nine years ago. now. <laughs> Not even in the NFL. <laughs> Just good. Good job, Clowney. I mean, teams are you're, the teams are getting fleeced by Clowney. They, they, they 
They still think he's this Yo. young, molded edge that rusher that they can make something. He's old. He is what that, he is. Stop trying to think you can make him something he's not. He's got the Johnny Cochran of agents. Yeah. Who's going to have one fat? Carlos Dunlap. Or Carlos, Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap in Seattle, hands down. And Carlos Dunlap is old, too. <laughs> Carlos Dunlap. I'm, I'm curious. I want to see Carlos I want to Dunlap. I Carlos Dunlap is kind of crazy. Oh, wow. He has 87 Cloudy. Might, I'm taking Dunlap. Jadavian Cloudy might not even have played with the best. Uh, uh, oh, man. The best what? Oh, he played with the yeah. best what? Sorry, for, for some reason, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about his brother. Like everybody's, oh, everybody's over here talking about, yeah, yeah, TJ. Every, everyone wants to talk about uh, Juan Houston, but but listen, no, he did and, that Clowny, Clowny is now is going to now have played with some of the premier greatest pass rushers. He had JJ, and now he has J- Miles Garrett. And the dude still doesn't have 40 sacks in eight years. And look, he's a good – he's a good – Hold on, Corey. You broke up. In my what eyes. You, what, That's you just, broke up for a second. What did you say? I'm sorry. I said, I, I said he's a good edge rusher. But I feel like he's a Leonard Floyd in my eyes. You know, he's a highly touted draft pick. You know, he's he, top ten pick who, honestly – you could have gotten the second or third round for the production that they're giving out in their careers. You know what I mean? Like, not a bad player. Nothing against him, like you've said, but yeah, he's just—I don't understand how he's still getting ten million. Well, Len- Leonard Floyd just got paid, and he, he just had his first, and he just had his first ten crack, ten sack career, and got paid by the Rams. How the Rams are dishing That's out because they money. played Chicago. That's because they played Chicago and he had a career game against the Bears, okay? <laughs> he got his revenge Anybody game. Anybody has a career game against that offensive line, though. Uh, uh, Corey is flipping us off. I'm telling you, I hate to bust the but... You better watch your mouth. I'll drive up to you. Oh, hold on. They are close. Over under, over under, how many fat times they have? This year? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to say – are you going to give us the number? Or are you uh, over help? under – hold on. What if was the question? Over under Chris, uh, his sacks this season for Clowney. Over under four sacks is what Chris is asking. Yeah. If you go with his career average, you got to go four or over because it's 4.5. Right, right. Yeah, what, well, I'm, what, what's the number? What, what's he four. Out? He said four. He said four? four I'm going to say over. Year. I'm I, 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 I'm going with the average. I'm giving, four, him four, I'm giving him four. I'll give him four and a half on the dot. Four and a half, five is where I'm having him. I'm going to You're on the other side of Miles Garrett. And who's their uh, – they got a pretty good defensive tackle too. Who's their defensive tackle? They, just, they cut him. Sheldon Richardson, they cut him. Yeah, oh, they, cut him. they did. Speaking of that, Green Bay. Yeah. Make a call, Green Bay. Make a call. <laughs> Putting that out there, he he's getting paid from Cleveland. Just offer him a little bit to come to Green Bay for a year, get him in the playoffs because he's never been there. 
Hey, who knows? <laughs> Maybe we'll uh, offer him ten mil a year, and uh, we'll cut Akeem Hicks for no reason. <laughs> yeah, you don't get any flat minutes from anything. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, let's go ahead and keep moving on. This is just going to be a quick thing because it just needs to be a shout out. Uh, this is the first time it's ever happened, and I'm going to try my best not to slaughter this man's name because he deserves better. But Hadaki Matsusuma wins the Masters, the first Japanese person ever to win the Masters. Just needs to be congratulated to him. And if you have not seen the video of his caddy at hole 18 giving a little bow and thanking at the end, is amazing. That is what sports is about, is what brings sports together. How Corey was saying earlier about the baseball, it's just amazing on him. Congratulations. Well earned. I've always liked him. He has been around and sticking around. He's been that player for the last like four or five years in every Masters, just sitting there in the top five, top ten, and he finally was able to win one. And winning the Masters out of all the – is the best uh, major to win. So congratulations. The Hadaki Matsuzuma, you well earned. If you guys want to say anything for a second, you can, but I think we can just keep moving on. No, this is the last thing. No, not perfect. Blinding at it, loading it, it'll happen. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations. But uh, we'll just another quick thing we'll go over before going to buy or sell is uh, Aaron Donald. He was facing some legal accusations before before we uh, when we made this rundown, and then the news came out and showing the video evidence that he was actually trying to stop and break up the fight instead of beating this man up that this guy alleged against Sam Darnold or Aaron. I'm sorry, not Sam Darnold. Oh, good God! Uh, oh Aaron no! <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Aaron. Sorry, Aaron. Aaron Donald. But uh, is it? <laughs> Is it our league? Is it our uh, nature now to automatically assume everybody's guilty before we have any pr- tr- proof to the pudding? It is. 100%. No, it's not OJ's guilty. No, OJ was guilty. No, he wasn't. Don't intimidate my name. But, I mean,. Aaron Donald always seemed like one of the most genuine people in the league. And one, one incident, you've never heard anything bad about this man. Never. But one, one incident comes out saying that he did something and everybody turned on him. Is that like, that is the nature of where we live in now. Is that look, it's, Hey, hey, it's, you know, it's not fair, but, uh, thankfully for him, and uh, this is a knock against a, a lot of other people, but thankfully for him, you know, we live in a digital age. Yeah, uh, came out to save his ass for a lot of people. That comes out to bite him in the ass. Uh, you, you you got Joe Mixon. Yeah. Uh, Stream hunt. If really ass, like. Yeah, Ray I mean, Rice. Ray Rice. The the list goes on and on. Ray Rice. Yeah. So I mean. In this instance, thank God for CCTV. Thank God, uh, you know, a camera was there to show him pulling Fred one Rick. of his people away from that situation. You know what I mean? And, and you know, good on the guy for coming out and saying, hey, Aaron Donald, I apologize. You know, easy to assume, you know, people telling you, hey, Aaron Donald was involved in the fight. And your face, half your face looks the way it does. Like, yeah, it's, it's easy to do that math right quick and jump to a conclusion. Yeah, 
yeah, I mean that's what it came down to. He heard Aaron. He can't. He heard Aaron Donald, and he heard just money in the background. Ching 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 coming in the background because he thought he was about to get a payday. Probably true too. Probably true too. But honestly, though, you see one of Aaron Donald's boys who was clearly jumping him in the video. You're probably still getting paid a, a decent little chunk of chunk of cash in settlement. Yeah, because it's probably Aaron Donald's entourage right there doing something. Yeah. But good on Aaron. Aaron Donald got hit in the bat in the head with the bottle. It, it looked like Aaron did, but Aaron again walked away. Aaron did everything right in this situation. And good on him. But see, look, Aaron Donald's one of those guys. Like, you know, I know guys like this in the military. Like, they know they can kill you with a punch. They know they can right. they can do this that or or whatever they want to you. So. I don't need to be in this situation. I've, I've got nothing to prove by by going in here and smashing somebody. No, I don't need to do that. I know what I'm capable of. That's what I respect the most about it. Like, that's a that's a gentle giant. That's that's showing good. Well, if you know anything about Aaron Donald, as, as an elite athlete, really and, yeah, sometimes you gotta little man walk away too. small. He's not really big. The reason he fell. Oh, the draft. He's like, man, he can fit out of you. Oh, he beat the fuck That's out of me. That's a big boy. All right. That's a big fucking boy. All right. It doesn't smell about there fucking Darnold. Right? He, might, he might be smaller on the defensive tackle side, but that's a big fucking man. All right. But let's go ahead and move to the buy sell because this is going to be a hot topic. <laughs> and our first buy. Let's go, baby. Our first Woo! buyer. First buy or sell because the big news that came out this week is that the New England Patriots have terminated the contract with Julian Edelman and then Julian Edelman coming right behind and saying he's retired from the NFL, which I say in a month or two, he's going to be signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but that's a different story for I a different day. <laughs> but as of right now, I give that week six, but yeah. <laughs> that's happening. Julian Edelman has retired and it started a hot debate because the NFL hall of fame decided to tweet it out that he is eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2026. So the question is, <laughs> buy or sell Julian Edelman as a Hall of Fame-er? Corey? I am selling the fuck out of this. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? We're going off just his playoff stats. That's what this is about. Yes, this man has won three championships. Yes, this man is a Super Bowl MVP. But this man doesn't even have more career fucking rushing uh, – or, excuse me, receiving. Oh, hold on. He still was a multi-fucking uh, you, you, We player. lost you again. We lost you for five seconds. So the last thing you said is more receiving yards. Uh, well, that just derailed me a little bit. But, yeah, Troy Brown. We got Wes Welk over here with – or, excuse me. Nope, nope. That's my next point. I'll get there. Julian Edelman. Finished with 6,822 career receiving yards. We got my man Troy Brown over here with 6,366 career receiving yards. Why is he not in the Hall of Fame? He was just as impactful. He won, I think, just as many seconds. He wasn't a Super Bowl MVP. But you can't say, oh, was that two? He has three. He has three. You said it right. That's what I'm saying. Man's got three Super Bowls. He also played starting receiver and starting cornerback for one of those seasons. 
And he almost made the Pro Bowl as a receiver, as an or as a quarterback, as an alternate, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Why is this man not in the Hall of Fame? Then you got Deion Branch over here, six two stints with the Patriots. You know, a uh, short couple of years with the uh, with the Seahawks, six thousand six hundred forty four career receiving yards, thirty nine career uh, Hall of Fame. How many tests or how many uh, Super Bowls does he have? At least two, with Brady, if not three. I think he came back and won one on the back end as well. Now let's talk about Wes Welker. Not over nine thousand, almost ten thousand receiving uh, receiving yards, fifty touchdowns. That man was kicking field goals. That man was playing special teams. That man was playing defense. That man was playing receiver. Throwing the ball, running the ball. Why is he in the Hall of Fame? What you know makes what? Julian no. Edelman so special? Uh, playoffs, as you said. Just within the New England Patriots organization. We're, we're not even talking about other players that actually need to be in the Hall of Fame right now. Heinz Ward. I'm just talking about within the organization itself. He's not even the next dude up. He's not even the next man up. No. Which is the Patriot is. way. Next man up. 100%. Chris. Buy or sell Julian oh, Edelman. No, no, not man. Okay. That's fine. I, I'm i about to go on a tangent that my boy Corey <laughs> just went off of. And it's going to get a little dicey here for a second. But here I go. <laughs> I am selling the shit out of this as well. There is you better no admit you're Marsh. There is no way in hell that Julian Edelman is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Starting with this, and it's going to be the, the hot topic of this. Calvin Johnson is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Calvin Johnson is in the Hall of Fame for only playing in, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons. I don't. He has – Nine seasons of excellence, 83 touchdowns, 11,000 yards, 731 receptions. Hall of Famer. Okay, congratulations on him. Let's talk about some Packer wide receivers here really fast, guys. Sterling Sharp, not a Hall of Fame wide receiver. And of course, has 65 touchdowns, 8,000 yards, and 600 receptions. This is before the modern age of throwing the football. The dude only played in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years, and he was injured. He got a massive injury and had to retire. The dude's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. If we're putting Calvin Johnson in the Hall of Fame because of a shortened season, he was an elite his whole career. You're per- you have to put in Sherlin Sharp as a Hall of Fame wide receiver. None. Okay, moving. On. Yes, you do. We no, set no. an example. He's not Alan Johnson. No, you, this is my turn. You, you, you sit there in the background and let me finish. Right, you sit there right, in the background. I'll, I'll pass there. you in. Gail Sayers is in the Hall of Fame. Thank you. Thank you. Gail Sayers is in the Hall of Fame for barely any seasons. Freaking Trell Davis is in the Hall of Fame. For like two, three good years with the Broncos, you put in Sterling Sharp. But if you have a problem with that, let's go ahead and talk about my boy, Jordy Nelson. 8,500 yards, 72 touchdowns, 600 receptions. All more, again, pretty much identical except a couple thousand yards less than Calvin Johnson. But a lot more than Julian Edelman. But he's not in the Hall of Fame conversation but whatever. Let's move on to my next Green Bay Packer wide receiver, Donald Fucking Driver. 
743 receptions, 10,137 receiving yards, 61 touchdowns. Way better than Julian Edelman, but not being mentioned for the Hall of Fame. Ridiculous. Hey, again, Bears fans saying it up and down. Donald Driver was a bad motherfucker. He was an amazing wide receiver, but not getting talked about. But let's go ahead and talk about. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about. Oh God, it's gonna hurt me. Brandon Marshall, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears and Denver Broncos. The dude was a monster. And the Miami and the Jets. His one of his best years was with the Jets. The dude literally played with multiple teams. He's in the top 20 or 25 stats of every receiving yards, every single touchdown, every receiving stat you can be in. He's in the top 20, 25 of every category of every category. And we're not mentioning Brandon Marshall for the Hall of Fame, but we're talking about fucking Julian Edelman. Okay, that's ridiculous. I mean, I'm trying to get my computer to pull up, but it's running a little slow so I can keep up with it. Brandon Marshall, I got the corner, the linebacker instead of the wide receiver pulled up. Well, <laughs> hey, that happens. That happens, right? Yeah. Hey. So Brandon Marshall has twelve thousand three hundred and fifty-one receiving yards, nine hundred and seventy receptions, and eighty-three touchdowns. But he and he retired. When did he retire? He retired yeah. in twenty eighteen. So he's he's eligible in two years. But he also has a single, single game uh, single game record that? for receptions in a game. Yes, he does. You're yes. So. Not being talked about. He is a one-time All-Pro Bowler, and he's a six-time Pro Bowler. Pro Bowlers don't really mean anything, but that's a different story for a different day. One-time All-Pro. Hey, apparently they do for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Apparently you need a Pro Bowl. Yeah. All right. But let's go ahead and talk about I don't know that I necessarily agree with myself, but. Yeah. Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward has been retired since 2011. 2011. Okay, he's he's eligible. He's been eligible. He can't even make the finalist list because of the wide receiver backup. The dude has 12,000 receiving yards, 85 touchdowns, 1,000 receptions, but the man can't get in the Hall of Fame. But we're talking about Julian Edelman being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he broke multiple jaws. Wait. Multiple jaws hey, in I, the NFL. Can I, say, can I say one more name? Who? Wayne Krebet. My boy. Wayne. Five. Wayne that was a hell of a 180 receptions, 7,365 yards, 41 touchdowns. Wayne Krebet, number 80. Come on, boys. New York oh, Jets. I love, I love him from Wayne Krebet. Don't, uh, Wayne don't, Krebet. Let, these, don't mm-hmm. let these stats fool you because it's lower than Julian. The 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 league changed from year. No, 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 no. Wayne has Wayne has outside of touchdowns better career stats than Julian. Why is Wayne okay. not in the Hall of Fame? As a That's, five ten, as a, as a five ten walk on, wasn't even drafted. Yeah. Neither was Julian. But get this crap out of here, Julian. Get this crap out of here about Julian Edelman being a Hall of Famer. If you're putting Julian Edelman in the Hall of Fame for his playoff stats. Then you are putting in James White into the Hall of Fame because James White might be the greatest player ever during the playoffs. He that man single handedly won 
a fucking Super Bowl for the Patriots, James White. Who was the Patriots receiver? He was number 87. I don't remember his name. I think his last name started with a G. Um, every time the playoffs came around, he studded the fuck out. I think he has almost like a thousand career receiving yards in the playoffs for the Patriots. Oh uh, yeah, no, 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 he was a receiver. Nope, nope, nope. This is during the first dynasty. I have no team. Vrabel was still a player, not a coach. Mm. I had to look that up. That's what I'm I'm saying. Like, this guy set a playoff record for receiving yards and you know touchdowns over over a span or whatever like that. But you know that's what he's known for. He doesn't do shit in the regular season. He's a Terry pedestrian Glenn. receiver. Terry Glenn. No, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 we're going off playoff stats, which we don't even measure in our league. Like, how many how, how many career playoff uh, receptions, receiving yards, touchdowns does Jerry Rice have? David Gibbons. David Gibbons. David Gibbons. Thank you. Yeah, Thank no, you. yeah. David Gibbons. There it is. There it is. The dude, uh-huh. the dude racked up like like three, four hundred yards in like a three game span in the playoffs. Yeah. But, Measurable stat for the Hall of Fame, uh, which I don't, I don't necessarily agree with. Yeah. All right, there, Chris. We saved you because you asked for it. Buy or sell Julian Edelman Hall of Fame. I He's only doing that because of his playoff stats. Only reason. Only reason he's putting it is because of his playoff stats. You are putting in Sherlin Sharp if you're putting in fucking Wayne. Chris has a lot of dicks in his mouth right now. Don't interrupt him, right? He did say he was going to shit on your boy. I love, by the way, I love Snow and Snow. But, number one, when you get about 90 flights I don't think about Snow and Snow. Then you're an idiot. You're sorry, an idiot, then. Sorry, I'm not a Packers fan. I'm you're not biased. <laughs> Sterling Sharp was one of the greatest wide receivers in the NFL during the 90s. That's not even a question. Look, the 90s in were the dominated 90s. by the Sharp brothers. The 90s yeah. were dominated by the Sharp yeah. brothers, all right? Yeah. Shannon Sharp, a Hall of Famer, wasn't even the best fucking football Sharp. player in his family. Yeah. And he said well, that in his fucking Hall of Fame. But his problem, he, he's, not, he's not Megatron. And, he wasn't in the and, day of age of Megatron. And he's not even, even close to, and by the way, this is no fault of his own. He's not close to the playoff numbers. 
He didn't have he didn't have Brett Favre for a lot of his career. Oh no, he didn't. He had uh, what? He had he Dave Matikowski. Brett Favre throwing to him. The, 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 the magician. He had the magician. He did not what have Brett Favre. So I know about Sharp that. was not, Sharp yeah. was eighty eight. Hmm. Sharp was drafted in 1988, the year I was born. First pick in the seventh or seventh pick. So yeah, he did not have. He didn't. He retired in 1994. He was before Brett Favre. So he well, had the Favre in the 1992 playoff man. You're sorry, I'm right. He did, but he he had. He led the league in receptions yeah, that's- without Brett Favre. He led the league in touchdowns with Brett Favre, but the dude's a three-time Pro Bowler. Or a three-time no. All-Pro and a five-time Pro Bowler in a seven-year career, dude deserves to be in the fucking Hall of Fame. If you're putting Absolutely. in trade, if you're putting 100%. if you're putting in Terrell Davis and Gail Sayers and everybody no. who had injury career injury-ridden seasons and careers, you put in fucking Sharon Sharp. That's my argument. No, put in Terrell Davis. Multi-time All-Pro, multi-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion. Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? He, yes, he does have a Super Bowl. Yes, yes, he has one. In a league where, you know, we're he still not. He does we not. He does not have. He, he didn't win that. He, he didn't win. It was that 95. Was, uh, it, was, it was the year right before his injury. We won right after he got injured. Uh, Andre Risen. Okay, so. Andre Risen in a. Totally would have had a Super Bowl. Jasmine okay? Howard. You yeah. might as well give that yeah. man a ring. Might as well give that man a ring. He would have been on that team if it wasn't for the injury. But again, yeah. Troll Davis, you put Troll Davis and you put in fucking Gail Sayers because of how dominant they were in their so then, so by your standards, James White, Mario Manningham, Steve Smith are all Hall of Famers. No. That's what you're telling me because they were great in the playoffs and made tra- uh, amazing plays. No one in Edelman has had consistent numbers. So just say Dwight. Can we backtrack? Can we backtrack for just a second? Who was the original uh, list that you put out, Chris? Who? Chris? Who? He said he, he didn't say a list, Corey. Oh, 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 oh. He said it. Hines, Lord, Snillin, Snillin. That was me. Right? That was my list. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I was he putting didn't. the playoff numbers. Uh. Only Hines and Lord has more uh, playoff oh, No, no, no. He, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. He, he was talking about Terrell Davis. And, you know, I kind of got to agree with him. I don't remember Terrell Davis for anything during the regular season. It's all about his migraines. It's all about his performance. It's all about his uh, I mean, he did have That's a short career injury. He still, he, he still does have some pretty decent stats for, for, for a short time, but I, I I gotta agree with Chris, man. Terrell Davis, when you think about him, it's it it, it is all about the playoffs, and he is an. Well, that's about really right. That's about really right. From 
Uh, well, Jerry Rice has the stats. I mean, I know Jerry Kelly has the stats, but no, a lot of humans, but when we think about we don't measure the playoffs like that. I know, but if you did, it's like what you said. Then I put me in the whole thing. But. All right, so it's not, I mean, it's not. Sterling Sharp's fault. He played with the fucking Magic Man. But he, the two games Sterling Sharp played in the hall in the playoffs, he had eleven receptions for two hundred and twenty nine yards and four touchdowns. So the dude was the Lions. Just saying, you're putting in Calvin Johnson into the Hall of Fame on a shortened season and never played in the Hall of Fame. Or not in the Hall of Fame, but ever never played in the in the playoffs. You, on a shitty team, you could put in Sherlin Sharp on a shitty Packers team in the early '90s, late '80s. Look, Calvin Johnson just took the Barry Sanders route as a receiver. Okay, same team, same situation, everything. <laughs> That's his fault. He signed that contract right before he could have left. Hey, he Matt, I, left. I got a question for you though. What? Jim McMahon not only got a. Super Bowl with the Bears, but the Packers, but that uh, Sterling Sharp doesn't have a fucking ring. <laughs> it happens. No, forget that Jim McMahon was on that. What? What did I say to you about that Jim McMahon? What did Jim McMahon say? Hey, what? What, what does my name say right now? <laughs> yeah, Jim McMahon was one hundred percent right. Yeah. Goddamn <laughs> right he was. Chicago is Jim- a place where receivers and quarterbacks go to. If you haven't seen this, Jim McMahon comes out and says the Packers are the best organization he ever played for, and the Bears are where quarterbacks and receivers go to die. Just so you know, there's an article that where he says this personally. So, 100% agree. 100% agree. But, Jim McMahon, you are just so re- – let's back up here a little bit, give Chris his time again on Julian Edelman. So you're putting Julian Edelman in the Hall of Fame for his playoffs, and that is all you're basing well, this on. off. I'm putting – but we can't forget that, that, you know, going back to Jordan Nelson there, he had a tremendous playoff run. But he only right. had that one run – wait, no, he had a couple runs. Anyway. Greg Jennings did. Greg Jennings had amazing playoff stats. And, but anyway. Did they go touchdown passes, by the way? No. They didn't. <laughs> so you're... you're... I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would like to see... Okay, so I'm saying something that I don't understand the whole thing. But... That's what happens for Snow and Snow. That's what they're sitting there waiting for, what? No one starts in the tires, not in them. All right. No one starts in the hall What is going on with the hall of There's a log jam. There, Pat, look how long it took for Jerry Kramer to get in. Jerry yeah. Kramer should have never waited as long as he did to get in the Hall of Fame. Look, it's as simple as fucking this. Wayne Corbett, Troy Brown, Wes Welker, all these guys deserve to go in before Julian Edelman. The, the, there's no, no, always no. been. There's been a, always go. a log I'm not jam. even saying those four, I'm not even saying those four guys deserve to go. But what well, I'm saying well, is Julian Edelman isn't even 
He isn't even the third best fucking Patriots receiver that's eligible right now. Or in 2026 when he's 20. eligible. He's not. He's not. He's not. Julian Edelman does not belong in the Hall of Fame. Not, 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 not unless we include not not unless we include playoff stats. It, 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 if you it, talk to a lot of added on I mean, everybody. Yeah. Look, I I you qualify for the postseason and you're able to rack on 500 receiving yards in a postseason. That should fucking count for you. That that was one season, baby. It's the playoffs are about. That's that's what being a good team is about. But they're not. It's not a. It's not something to look at. So well, until it is, player, then, Julian Edelman doesn't deserve it. it in the playoffs. It keeps volumes about who you are. And then he saved the Patriots Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons when he made that tremendous catch. Then Dwight, you know, what, was he then about Super Bowl or was that Tom Brady? Then Dwight doesn't have that game if Julian Edelman doesn't make that catch. But my point is, is that you're putting Julian for his Hall of Fame stats. You're putting James White in for his playoff stats, too. What it comes down to, if you're putting Julian in because of his playoff stats, you have to put in James White because James White's playoff stats are ridiculous. His Super Bowl play- performances have been ridiculous. What if the NFL adopted? What if the NFL adopted some kind of policy to where? When you have this kind of logjam with a certain position, say receivers, you look to the playoff stats. You know, maybe that's the extra thing that no, gets you over the next guy. Like hey, Calvin and Johnson right never gets in. Calvin Johnson never gets in. Cal- Calvin Johnson still gets in. He's what? the only two thousand yard receiver. Playing person on talent. One hundred percent. Johnson and twenty and twenty twenty and twenty forty. But then you're like, oh, Alex Johnson play right now. Look, it, look, what it comes down to is talent. That's that's what it needs to be. I had this argument with my father and his best friend. Uh, oh, man, we were in Derby, Italy, so that's got to be 2004 or something like that. Terrell Owens is still with the 49ers going on a tear. And I'm having an argument about whether or not he'll make the Hall of Fame because of his off-the-field antics. You know, him doing... Everybody had that argument with Terrell Owens, though. I'm about to me. And it cost him on you. You know, it cost him one. He got in... And it shouldn't have. No, it shouldn't have. That was bullcrap. That's just pettiness by the NFL. stupid. Should have been a first-bout Hall of Famer. And that's why he fucking went to his little college and had a ceremony there. I don't blame him. That was... was that was a petty move by the NFL, and then it was followed up by a petty move by the player. Damn but, right. Damn right. But that's so Owens. I did not blame him for that. No, and you can't. I understand it. He he got screwed. I mean, he he he's the second greatest wide receiver of all time. Yeah. And, and he did it on multiple teams. Yes, he's another one who did it on multiple teams. But – this is not again. This is not it's personally like, attacking Julian Edelman. This is just the man. I gotta ask what what is what is that knock playing for for multiple teams and being successful places? Terrell Owens was a thousand yard receiver on every team that he played for. 
Brandon Marshall, yeah. damn near the same thing. I think Sam's a year or two. Bro, I'm not. did it on multiple teams. Terrell Owens was a 1,000-yard receiver on every team. Terrell Owens was at least a 900-yard receiver on every freaking team that he played for, barring an injury like the Eagles that year. Then when he came back to – he had eight nine hundred yards that year, and he had nine. He uh, he almost had a thousand yards with the Bengals. He had nine hundred eighty three yards. The Buffalo Bills eight twenty nine. His lowest season because of injuries was with the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> he, his lowest was in Philadelphia was seven games, and he had seven hundred sixty three yards in seven games. Forget that for fifteen games. His rookie year, five twenty. His rookie year, but that's a rookie year. Oh, that, you know. If 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 he never got injured, he would have been our first two thousand yard receiver. Oh, oh him and Donovan were magical. Him and Donovan were magical. They can hate each other all they want. No, his worst, his well, best were years were his best years were in uh, San Francisco. Fourteen fifty one was his most receiving yards. He never broke more than twelve. Oh no, he did break. Yeah, he never broke twelve hundred yards in uh, Philadelphia. He broke thirteen hundred well, dollars. I mean, he had he had Jerry Rice on the other side drawing those double teams. I mean, T.O. had a lot of room to work. Yeah. But even after that, even you know, once he became the man, he's still hundred eleven hundred yard fucking receiver year yeah. in year out. Let's go ahead and keep moving to our next buy sell. This one should be a little bit. Talk about T.O. all damn way. Yeah. Um, is the MLB play review broken? And I'm just going to go ahead and jump in. Yes, it's completely broken. This is being brought up because I know it's been even a week. But the Atlanta Braves getting screwed out of a win against the Philadelphia Phillies with that horrible call. Obvious evidence that the play, the the, play, the, the runner never touched home base and they're calling him safe. And he got tagged and never touched home base and you call him safe and score to let the Philadelphia Phillies win the game. This comes down to that the umps and the unwritten rules of baseball, that's why baseball is a dying sport, is because all these unwritten rules and that the league allows these mistakes to keep happening because that's how it's always been done. Baseball needs to start adapting or it will die. They need to bring in a new review system because you are still allowing the on-field ump to make the decision which is obvious wrong most of the times because at the same time with the fucking Braves fiasco, you had the Mets fiasco happen the same time around the same day. And then we just had it again the other day today. I think it happened again. So the review system is broken. Something needs to change. It needs to be more like the foot, like NFL. You need to tell us why they're, re- what they're reviewing. Tell us why and why you kept it or why you didn't change it. You know, you have you have to give us more information and it needs to be somebody else making the decision because obviously these umps will not make the right call when the video evidence proves it. Corey, buy or sell the review system and MLB is broken. I mean, like you said, how I don't watch enough baseball to uh, to make a buy or sell argument here. But I will say I'm not sure why they don't kind of adopt an NFL version of it where, you know, they radio back to New York or wherever they have headquarters to get a better call on, on you know, on the play. Cause they, they, they're they not do, it. They, they do radio, have. they do radio back to New York, but it still comes down to the ump on the field. And then and unlike, and, and unlike, and unlike football, baseball does not tell you, they just literally go, 
whatever. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't tell you anything. They, no, they don't. there's, 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 there's no accountability. And, you know, yeah. I only made it to the high school level playing baseball, but it was the same thing. Like it's, it's pulling teeth from a donkey trying to get a ref to explain why he made a fucking call. Good luck. And that's why baseball needs a lot of adapting. But Chris, buy or sell. I'm buying this. I'm, I'm buying this. The whole entire movement. Not this issue. adopted this. Exploding. No? Um, here's the reason why I, I figured this out a couple days ago. The reason why the umpires won't wear microphones is because they're not comfortable wearing the microphone. Then find a goddamn umpire who's comfortable wearing a microphone or just get somebody else to do it. Yeah, I'm so mad right now. The one game I can't watch of the Braves is that when they go off 13 to 3 on the fucking Cubs and they just hit a grand slam. <laughs> oh, now they win. They win today. They win for me yesterday. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No. And then you had, you had the, the, the Miami Marlins getting screwed. Because we can't look at it. It's been replayed and only new so much. Why? Yep. Sure why can't, why isn't every call reviewable, but we're in a, like, That comes down to football, easy. too. Football's you're supposed not to get the call right. Mm-hmm. You're right, and that's the problem. They don't want to get the call right. These umps in all sports do not have enough accountability. They need to be held to a higher standard. I know we've been down this road many a times on this podcast bitching about umps and refs that they need to be held accountable. If players can be suspended and fined, so should the umps. That needs to be the only, that's the only way the leagues are going to change and things are going to change with these umps. And know how Robot strike zone. Amen. Give us some robot strike zone because the strike zone is not fair. It is ridiculous on how wide it is for teams. Like the, uh, you, you see it with the home ump that they call it so differently for two different teams. If you're going to call it fair, whatever. But when you're going to call the strike zone so much wider for one team and so much smaller for the other team, and that's you great. see it, you see it with the Dodgers, the Dodgers fell, the Dodgers Well, fucking, the, it was happening to the Braves in multiple uh, series this year already. I've watched the Braves game and I'm watching strikes be called against us, and then we throw the exact same pitch. And they're calling them fucking balls. It's like you—you you need I would to. Rather I, mean, have, I would rather have a robot strike zone. I don't care. I'm not getting the call. Sorry, my mic. I'm not getting the call that I'm not getting. That's fine. No. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, but I—I yeah. I respect consistency. And again, like I said, high school. Okay with a guy calling a fucking wide strike zone if he's calling it for both teams. That's okay. That's you. That that's that that's what you're calling. That's fine. But yeah, it, 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 if you're doing it one way, it's got to it's got to be the other. Continuity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Continuity. But synergy. Okay. Moving on to our last subject for this week is quit playing. And Corey, I know I talked to you about it. I don't know if you ended up wanting to talk about 
Logan Paul or whatever your quit plan is this week, but what you got for us? Yeah, no, that's where I'm going. Uh, I mean, really, I'm just ready for this guy to fight a real fighter. Uh, I mean, he's trying to be a boxer, so fight a boxer. Fight a striker. Stop fighting NBA players. Stop fighting other YouTube personalities. Stop fighting – oh, wait, that was his brother. You know, stop fighting, you know, wrestlers. Fight a boxer. Fight a striker. Fight Conor McGregor. Go ahead. I – I think everybody would just pay to watch him get his ass knocked out at this point. Am I the only one who would pay to watch him actually I get his ass? I would pay to watch him get I mean, pay a hundred dollars for his pay per view if he said, "Hey, I'm fighting Mike Tyson. He's gonna knock my ass into the next fucking shadow realm." You get all of my that. money, sir. You get <laughs> all of my money, sir. Here, just here's a briefcase full of money. <laughs> just, I, I mean. Yeah. All right. Please here's my. I have another. Yes. This one's going to be a little controversial with probably our listeners and other people out there, but I really don't care because it needs to be spoken into the world. Quit playing about women's sports. Quit playing. That's like you want to talk about these women. This is nothing about get women's argument. You can throw me any argument you want to about the USA women's soccer team. They are 10 times better than our male soccer team. But guess what? I've been to two women's national inter- games, two of them. Part of the freaking uh, hooligans. Yeah, I can't think of their damn name. American Outlaws. I have been to two of their games, and they bring nobody to the stadium. They barely sell it. They, I went to a small little stadium in Cary, North Carolina, and they barely sold that thing out. And, and it's a small little stadium. It's a practice stadium, and they couldn't sell it out. And they're the women national team who have won three World Cups. You got these women at, nas- at the collegiate level, MB- WNBA. You bitch about the equal rights and equal pay. Then go to the game. Buy their jerseys. Go to the games, buy season tickets, endorse them, get sponsors. But guess what? Until then, stop bitching about equal pay because guess what? The revenue is not there. The people are not there. The sponsorships are not there. There's a reason at WNBA games don't get aired because nobody watches them. Nobody goes to the games. That You get free tickets to move down because they can't fill in a fucking stadium. I went to college. At the University of Central Missouri. Loved my Central Missouri Jennies. They were amazing. But guess what? I would go to all their games. And I can tell you right now, there would be like 100 people in a women's game. But as soon as that men's basketball game came in, that stadium got filled up in a heart second. Stop talking that women should get equal rights. They should. No hands down. But stop talking about pay at the same level as men's pay. If you want them to get paid that, Go to the games, sponsor them, watch them. Stop talking about it because that's not fair that they don't make the same amount of money for playing the same sport. They can't pay them a $100 million contract when the league doesn't make $100 million in a single fucking season. So shut up with that, okay? It's not, it's, it's nothing against them. Make them. Go to them games. Like I can say it 100 times. Stop bitching. Guess what? Life's not fair. That's part of it. But people don't want to watch it. You can ask a lot of women. Women don't watch women's sports because they're not as entertaining. They're not as fun. 
Corey said it earlier. He doesn't want to watch professionals miss five layups in a row because they can't fucking shoot. Everybody says, well, the fundamentals are better. They're not. Hey, 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 hey. Way to put me on this. You're welcome. Hey, 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 hey. I won't say this, though. Women fought as ladies knew a lot than men. No, 100%. The point is, 100%. No, the point is here, stop talking and do something. Exactly. Stop right. talking and actually do. That's it. That's what it comes down to. I enjoy Which, watching honestly, women's soccer more than men's soccer. But guess what? Yes. Not enough people do. They don't have the follow-through. They don't have enough people watching, which sucks because they're the more talented team. But no, what? we are where we're about it. Yeah. Sorry. Stop. I, I just hate it. Stop bitching about something and not do anything about it. That's Although what I, it comes down to. I do feel like soccer is one of the uh, equalizing sports where you can have a co-ed team. Obviously, you might not have the leg power. I'm a woman as a man, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't. It, it, they don't have the the speed. They don't have the speed to make. They don't have the most of them don't have the speed to keep up with the men. They got the toughness, bro. Same, same thing in football. Same thing in basketball. Same thing in baseball. Technical skill, passing, leadership, all these things play a factor. No, and, 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 that, and it's not true they fall. And they fall, maybe. They couldn't throw 90, 100 mile per hour. I, I, I'm not saying they hit, they hit, uh, they hit they throw 100 miles an hour. Women and women. It doesn't mean they can't throw no, something that, no, how to throw 100 miles an hour. But that is an example of that. Yeah, but let me ask you this: What's what sport do you guys see integrating first between men and women? Professional? It would be soccer. Soccer is the easiest. You don't think football? You don't think football? Football never. No, you can't do Special football. Teams kicking. Kicking. I mean that it's already happened yeah, yeah, in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's already happened with kicking, but I mean the Vanderbilt girl could barely kick it. Out. I mean, good for her. Congratulations, but. She didn't. I mean, she is nowhere near the best kicker. Why she was the first? Nothing against her. I mean, I could name a whole bunch of better kickers. Why she was the first is I don't know. I mean, they never let her kick a field goal. They never really. Yeah, but Carly Lloyd was talked about multiple times for NFL teams, but and she never happened. Most, uh, in the league. We don't know. Yeah, but core or. Uh, Chris, what's your quick plane? All right. My quick plane is these old people. Shout out to my friend Brian Gant on Twitter. Complaining about the seven inning double header. Oh, no, no. It's not seven double header. Sorry, not that. I love that, by the way. Um, the. the the guy on second base. Oh, yeah. There we go. But, Jesus, that took a while to get to, but we're there. I'm playing about it because, oh, it's not fair. They score and then lose. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of unsettled things. It's not like, no, it don't yeah. have a fair chance. It is like football in college. You you both get an opportunity to score before. It's not like pros with one team. The first team scores a touchdown. The other team doesn't get a chance. Right. In MLB, you actually both get a chance to score. Just like college football, you both get a chance to score. And Brian Fontaine is ranting about how he hates it. The, the Minnesota Twins Network was crying as they lost to the Tigers on a lot of that. Quit playing! Come on, you guys had a chance to win the fucking game, and you didn't get a run at loss. Quit playing! There's no rules of race. Number one, no one wants to see a 19 in ball game. That is fucking boring. Number two, no one wants to bullpen pass when they have a five-game schedule in a week. The Blades don't want that. The Padres don't want that. The Dodgers don't want that. No one does. Quit playing with this. The new X-Rangers rules are the shit. And y'all need to go fuck up. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. I mean, just quit playing there, people. But that is it for this week's show. We thank you for listening. Um, we know we had talked too much Bears, but, you know, that's part of it when you have a Bears guest on. Um. Hey, but uh, thank you for listening to the All Time Missed podcast. This is yours truly, Little B at Brunelli Sports. Chris, no, this is the Hey, thanks to everybody who listened to the podcast last week and had seven hundred twenty-two Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And don't forget to drink your Haley. Yeah. And then, of course, thank you, Corey, for joining us again this week. We appreciate you. You're a great guest. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the All Time Misfit Podcast, which is at Misfit Pod. And then you can find us on Facebook at the All Time Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to like us and subscribe on iTunes. But that's it for this week. Thank you very much and have a great week.